Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Hello, everyone, and welcome in to the Go 24-7 post-game reaction show. My name is Bryce Kuhn. Hey, a little technical difficulties, but the Tigers do pull out a big, big win here on New Year's Day. Hope you're having a fantastic New Year's wherever you might be watching, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're hanging out on over Twitter. We appreciate you. Get in the chat. Give us your comments as we roll through kind of a post-game instant reaction show. My name is Bryce Kuhn, one of the staff writers over at Go 24-7, the all things LSU place that you want to be a part of the 24-7 Sports Network, and we're getting ready to rock and roll. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in on Facebook. Thanks so much for tuning in, whether it's on YouTube, wherever you might be, and if you're listening after the fact on podcast as well, with that Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you might be listening to us, make sure to subscribe to the feed, head over live. going to be a ton of fun. To talk about it, LSU 35-31 winners against Wisconsin there in the ReliaQuest Bowl. And folks, it looked bleak. Uh, things looked really bad there, uh, you know, for a little bit as we kind of roll into this game. I'm going to give some instant reactions. I'm going to give some thoughts on the offensive side of the football. I'm going to give some on the defensive side of the football as well as we get ready to rock and roll here on New Year's Day. We got Ken Smith in the chat. Ken says hello, Ken. Hope you're having a fantastic New Year's Day. Let's talk about some of the instant thoughts uh, and the reaction to LSU knocking off Wisconsin 35-31. to We'll go over some of the stats. 
But, you know, I, I wrote a piece over on Go 24-7 that came out this morning, you know, kind of one of those uh, grab your coffee, you know, get, you know, maybe uh, maybe you were you had, you had too much fun last night on New Year's Eve and you needed to, you know, get in some good reading on what this game meant and what some of the numbers that you looked at and you said, okay, what are we going to do here? For LSU, when this game kind of popped up and you kind of felt like LSU was going to go down to Tampa, they maybe people thought they were going to play, you know, Notre Dame, it turns out Wisconsin's the opponent. You knew that you were going to be facing a defense that had had some success. Uh, I thought, along with a a lot of other folks, and I think people, LSU fans thought, this wasn't an offense that even without Jane Daniels should be stopped by Wisconsin. So before we kind of dive into all this, I do want to give credit to Wisconsin's defense. It was a solid unit all season long. They did a good job. I thought the game plan of what they wanted to do against LSU was a uh, was a solid one. They executed it at, at a pretty high level as well. One of the biggest things that as you kind of look across the stats that I, and some of them that I have here, look, bottom line, LSU has a lot of work to do in a lot of different places. We learned a lot about what this team uh, could look like going into 2024. There's things to be excited about. There are some concerns, too, I believe, about what changes need to be made. And I think Brian Kelly and staff can still obviously make some of those changes. But this is one of the biggest thing. When you look and see the resiliency of this team getting to 10 wins and what it means for this program to do that, uh, it speaks volumes about, I think, where Brian Kelly has this team, but how do you parlay it into future consistent success? Now, back-to-back seasons, you've got to that 10-win threshold. You have to keep building upon that. We're going to talk about that all off-season long. Hope you'll join us for those shows and the content over at Go 24-7. You can join down the link below. Still running that great holiday sale, 50 or 60% off for a one year. It's a great deal. Take advantage of it. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, we're going to talk more about him. You know, I think Nussmeyer is a quarterback that we saw has to have a semblance of the running game going to be able to do what he needs to do. Look, he doesn't like the moniker of a, uh, you know, a gunslinger. He doesn't necessarily love a lot of the different things that, uh, you know, maybe were, were put on him at a younger age. He feels like he's matured upon that. Uh, you know, finished with 31 to 45, 160 quarterback rating, 395 yards through the air, three touchdowns, and one interception. Uh, you look at the run game, Josh Williams, 12 carries led the way for 51 yards. Noah Kane, six carries for 31 yards. Uh, Caleb Jackson, just two carries for 15. Hey, and Harold Perkins, who had that on their New Year's bingo card, that Harold Perkins would have one of the two rushing touchdowns in the game, uh, the former do-it-all high school running back and linebacker. If you haven't already, go check out his stats. He was really fun to watch. Um, obviously, big shout-out. Malik Neighbors you know, makes history in the purple and gold, and a nice little send-off for them. him. He was not dressed out in the second half. Brian Thomas, another big day, eight catches, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. Mason Taylor got really back into the action. I'm going to talk about that and more because I think Mason Taylor getting seven catches and 88 yards, regardless of who is your OC going into next season, this is a really big stepping stone for the uh, – how you want to see this offense evolve. Mason Taylor has to be a big part of that in his third year in the program. Uh, and Taylor getting seven catches for 88 yards is really, really good. Kyron Lacey, you know, went down with what we thought could have been a nasty knee injury, but Lacey in turn, six catches for 95 yards, bounced back with a couple big plays, including that last drive where LSU was able to go 
let's get it right here. The Tigers were able to go in just three minutes, 98 yards down the field. Kyron Lacey had one of the big grabs that uh, allowed them to, uh, you know, get down the field, score, and uh, take that lead, which they would not relinquish. But what's some of the instant thoughts here? Defense still needs help. Defense needs changes, whether it's coaching, personnel, you name it. Those things have to change. Garrett Nussmeyer is the future of this program. I think it's, uh, you know, it's really cool to see when you don't see this very often in college football nowadays, a guy that bides his time and then turns around and says, hey, I want to be the guy I'm going to, you know, learn and grow in the system and then gets a chance like this. It's what, you know, in the day and age of bowl games, when we sit there and say it's not super, uh, you know, uh, we don't love watching or they don't mean a lot. This meant a lot to LSU and it meant a lot to Wisconsin. This is probably one of, if not the best bowl game from an competitive atmosphere standpoint if you're just a college football fan i know a lot of us watching right here right now are are just lsu fans but this was one of the better bowl games from a competitive standpoint that a lot of people enjoyed watching so shout out in in that aspect but you know some of the big takeaways and i mentioned we wrote that article that came out you know wisconsin entered this game folks leading the big 10 and drop passes and last in the Big Ten and plays and passing plays of 50 yards or more. Now, that doesn't necessarily quantify an explosive play. What it does quantify is they didn't really move the ball down the field vertically in the passing game up until this game. Wisconsin finished with 506 yards. Now, is that more of an indictment on LSU's you know lack of consistency, lack of ability to get stops defensively? I think at this juncture, we can all sit there and say as we look back on it, this has been a problem. It is a problem. The teams look better against LSU's defense. But give credit to Tanner Mordecai, athletic quarterback. You look at some of the advanced stats, the big plays. I just mentioned to you, Wisconsin entered this game, folks, with just one passing play of 50 yards or more. They had, which is quantified by as a, as a big play in the passing game, eight passes of 15 yards or more. If you want to even go further, they had three, I'll say they had six of those over 20 yards or more, three over 35 yards or more, and two over 40 yards or more. They sliced and diced this LSU secondary. Tanner Mordecai did a fantastic job in that, making his reads, being an athlete out there on the field. Uh, You go to the combination of Pauling and Green, uh, you know, number six and number nine for Wisconsin's receiving core, 143 yards, uh, and now 105 for both of those young men, three touchdowns between the both of them. It was a field day for Wisconsin's passing game. The Badgers had every single opportunity to win this game and rightfully probably should have won the football game. Uh, commanding 14 nothing lead there to begin the football game. Had a chance there late to you know potentially make it a 28-14 game. LSU started to find the offensive rhythm that I think as we take a step back and understand, it was going to take some time for, for Garrett Nussmeyer to really get back into the field of things. The broadcast mentioned it. We mentioned it over on our board. It's one of those things where – Overall, when you look and see what this group has to do next season, they have got to surround Nussmeyer with better talent. Jaden Daniels, amazing talent. Great, glad that he was at the game. Glad he was a part of the purple and gold this season. You can't bank on that happening every single year, having a guy that can bail you out. We saw how dependent they were on number five in this game. But Nussmeyer did play a heck of a football game. And once he got rolling, it was really interesting to see what he did. 
A couple more takeaways. I think Caleb Jackson's got to be running back number one, depending on what happens with uh, Williams and uh, Logan Diggs. You're going to have a lot of different, you know, uh, names that you can look at. Logan Diggs, uh, per the radio broadcast, if you didn't know, uh, did not play the second half, was in street clothes. Uh, had some cryptic tweets, you know, obviously earlier in December that will have kind of led to the rumors that would he leave? Uh, does he feel like that the door of opportunity is closing for him in Baton Rouge? We'll have to see. But Caleb Jackson, man, the explosive that he showed, and he only had two carries for 15 yards, but his 12-yard touchdown run, you can see how fluid he is in the hips, his ability to cut and make plays up the field. Really impressed with Caleb Jackson, and I like Ken's comment right here, uh, you know, where, with where you where you went right here with it, Ken, is that uh, Caleb Jackson is our running back future. He's an absolute beast. Don't know why he was not used in the second half. Maybe it's to give a guy like Noah Kane some run. You know, Brian Kelly has mentioned over and over again that he really, really likes to use the veteran guys. And so uh, we'll see. Get a couple more, couple more comments here. Rudy says, hope you're having an excellent new year, and he is excited about the LSU win. We're going to talk about some more things. As Ken says, we're not having a running quarterback option. Can we be successful if we don't have a QB running option? Uh, Ken, I'll take I'll give you the last takeaway here for me. I've talked about several different things. It's going to depend on this running back room, which is going to be a ton of fun to watch in 2024. A lot of young, but maybe inexperienced faces, uh, you know, making that. You're going to have a guy like Caleb Jackson. You're going to have a guy like Trey Holly. Don't forget Caden Durham coming into the fold. You know, does Josh Williams decide to come back and use his last year of eligibility? Something going to be very, very interesting to watch uh, as well. So, those are kind of the instant thoughts. LSU found the rhythm late to be able to take this game and, and take control of it late in the football game. But Wisconsin showed you they're a tough football team. They've got some athletes uh, overall defensively. It's just uh, – it is what it is. And, you know, I, I mentioned when Wisconsin runs for 105 yards or more, they're 7-0 this season uh, entering the game. When they don't, they are 0-5. They When they run the football well, they win. When they don't, they lose. Uh, and this was kind of the outlier. They had three guys combined for 128 yards on the ground, averaging 3.8 a carry, and LSU still found a way to win the football game. To me, and would love to hear your thoughts on this, this game reminded me of the Missouri football game where you got down early and you're able to scratch and claw and make some key stops in the third and fourth quarter to get the ball back. Uh, so look, we're going to want to, we're going to talk about the defense. We're going to talk about the deficiencies and what needs to be fixed here later on in the show, but they made the plays late and that's what matters. At the end of the day, you won the football game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. You reach the 10 win threshold. That's a benchmark that Brian Kelly wanted to get to and has been harping on ever since uh, the Tigers fell in, in, uh, in Tuscaloosa to Alabama, knowing that the SEC title game was going to be out of reach, but saying, hey, we got to get to the double digit wins. Uh, that's something they coveted and they did. So let's take a quick second, uh, get your get your comments in, get your questions in as we roll along here. So we have the instant thoughts LSU won 35 to 31 over Wisconsin. And we move on to more of some of the more specific takeaways from this football game. And the first one is the Nussbus takes off. You know, I mentioned earlier, Garrett Nussmeyer is a guy that I just want to tell, tell people, like you, you had the addition of A.J. Swan, and I think that is a, a creative move for LSU to have next season, a guy who's played not only football but SEC-level football Although it was at Vanderbilt, he's had to face some tough teams and had some success in some spots. But Garrett Nesmeyer's the guy. Like, like this is the guy that you're going to go with into 2024, and you're going to pin your hopes to getting to that 12-team playoff next season. What we saw in this game was, you know, some rustiness. You know, the you can have a guy just practice, practice, take the reps. You know, he can take them down here in Baton Rouge. He can take them out there in Tampa. But you kind of saw like the game speed, the flow of the game. This is a guy who hasn't started since his senior year of high school uh, when he lost a state playoff game. So altogether, this is a guy that had to knock the rust off in the terms of getting into the flow of football and football at a high level. And I think he did a great job of that. You know, Cortez Hankton and Joe Sloan acting as the co-OCs. We're going to talk more about that, you know, in the coming weeks. Is that an option where Kelly leaves this game and feels like those guys can be, you know, the developmental pieces uh, to call the offense going forward. We're going to see on that. But I think for Nussmeyer specifically, we saw that this is a guy who can carry an offense. And, you know, look, he's a, he's, uh, while maybe unabashed young man, he's also grounded in the aspect of saying, hey, this was his teammates that helped him get there. But Nussmeyer, like I said, 395, three touchdowns. Uh, you know, I, I I just thought as the game went on, you saw him get more comfortable. You saw him make some throws, like the dime to Chris Hilton for the touchdown. That's an NFL level throw. The back shoulder throw uh, to Kyron Lacey. You you saw him make throws that say, okay, that checks the box of an SEC level starting quarterback, and a guy that has the potential to get you to a twelve team playoff. That's what we saw here today. Now, is he a finished product? Far from it. Absolutely far from it. Because the knock on Nussmeyer has been one of the biggest reasons I think Daniels got the start. It's, you know, in last season and now this season was, you know, the high risk, high reward that Nussmeyer brings to the table. For a kid like Garrett, you saw the throw that he made to Brian Thomas that the defender kind of undercut and it just took the ball away. It's Nussmeyer is going to go for the high risk reward, high risk, high reward plays more often than you know, other quarterbacks. And it brings to the table, I think, is this is going to be the biggest key for his development in 2024. 
Brian Kelly continued to talk about this so often. Uh, you know, when when you look at what LSU brings to the table and what Jane Daniels brought to the table, and the one word that he kept saying was decisiveness. When Daniels wanted to go to a place in the field, when he wanted to go to a certain person, he was decisive, quick, decisive about that play. You know, I think that is going to be something for Nussmeyer to continue to work on, and it's only going to happen with those in-game fast reps. And so for a guy that was able to get some quality practice reps with the ones, you know, all throughout these 15 practices of the bowl prep, that's something you can only really manufacture in inside of a game. And so the decisiveness factor for Nussmeyer is going to be something I'm looking forward to see how he makes that jump because I think it takes him from a SEC-level starting quarterback and a guy that could get you to 9 to 10 wins. If he unlocks that, I'm not saying he's going to be in New York, but what I'm saying is that you could have a guy that sits there and, and has you on the cusp or in the mix for that 12-team playoff come December of 2024. But for Nussmeyer, I think that's going to be the biggest thing. You saw it on the interception. You saw as he kind of got more comfortable, he became more decisive and more confident in what he wanted to do out there on the football field. And it's only going to come with game reps. I just don't think you can create those scenarios or you can try to the best of your abilities to do it in practice, to do it in one-on-one situations. But you can't really do that in this situation of just having you know, uh, guys go run routes in the summer in shorts. I think that's why this was a golden opportunity for him to get those game reps, and we talked about it. You know, he's one of the players that could use this game as a launching pad to a successful 2024 season. So Nussmeyer is the future. Decisiveness is going to be the biggest thing because this kid has all the traits. He's got the big arm. He, you know, has uh, some mobility back there, although not like Daniels, like our friend Ken mentioned earlier, in the sense of just running the ball. But but I think that if this is one of those things you see glimpses of in January of 2024 that you want to see come to fruition in September, October, November, and December of 2024. And so the Nuss bus has taken off, and I think it's going to be something where LSU sits in good hands as the conference expands, as teams you know are going through the portal looking for who's going to be their starter or replacing you know NFL talent. LSU sits in a great situation, folks. They lose the Heisman Trophy winner, and you have a guy that has the ability to be a guy and the potential to get you to a playoff, and that's Garrett Nussmeyer. Development's going to be key under Joe Sloan and company this offseason. Get to a couple more of these, and I see a lot of them are on the defensive side of the football. And it, folks, it, we're going to talk about it. I, I like what the offense did. I, you know, we can mention Kyron Lacey set him up, set himself up for you know a nice season. Uh, in, in next year, I'm glad to see that he's healthy. But we all know here w- what the Achilles' heel of this team is, and and what's going to hold them back, and what held them back here in 2023. It's the defense. You know, I, I sit in the camp company and the camp, and I, I, I'll say this first: I, I don't ever publicly call for people's jobs. I mean, look, we're all people, we have families, but if you don't do your job, uh, there is obviously, you know, a message for you to be, uh, you know, let go, a message for you to be, uh, you know, move elsewhere, not retained in what you're doing. So when you look at what LSU brings to the table in 2024, like we just talked about, an offense that I think can be potent, maybe different, maybe they rely heavily on the tight end and in the run game and sprinkle in some of these playmakers that receive position as they get more experience. But defensively here, there's a lot of questions that 
remain for this team in, in 2024. The portal's not done. We saw Dominic McKinley sign up. That's a massive, massive uh, recruiting flip for the LSU staff, and credit to Frank Wilson and Brian Kelly for that one. But but when you look at what this Tigers team brings to the table in 2024, changes have to be made in order to move forward with the rebuild and the revamp of this LSU football program. Uh, look, I have been in the camp of where I've been very positive about where Brian Kelly has this team entering 2024. You get the win today. That's another notch in the belt, another you know a feather in the cap of rebuilding of where this team was just two seasons ago. You cannot afford to sit on your hands and not do anything about the defense. You can't afford to have a repeat of 2023. And I'll say this. In the scope of 2023, it was disappointing. In the grand scheme of the program under Brian Kelly, it was a step forward. You cannot have another defense that hinders everything your offense does. That's what LSU's defense did this past season and nearly did in this football game. The lack of ability to tackle, whether it is a personnel or coaching issue, I don't know. I, I think that we're at a point now where it's not really even clear what you can say all of this is. You could say go get new coaches. You could say there needs to be better personnel on the field that needs to be coached up better. That's for fans and for you all to discuss, and we'll discuss it on message boards. We'll discuss it in the comments. But I, I just think that you can't afford to sit on your hands, whether it's a personnel or coaching issue, and let this transpire. And I don't think Brian Kelly will I just think that this is something that has to be fixed and have to see tangible evidence. The back end of the secondary is putrid. Uh, we've been able to see that. It's been very, very bad uh, all season long. Wisconsin, like I mentioned in the open here, folks, Wisconsin did not have a passing play over 50-plus yards all season long, and they gashed you and beat you uh, in explosive plays. You know, going into the final drive, Yes, this is right. Yes, going into the final drive where LSU you know, went the length of the field, eight plays, 98 yards. At that moment in time when Garrett Nussmeyer was in the shotgun in his own end zone, Wisconsin had outperformed you in the explosive plays category nine to three. If you would have just said, hey, one team is going to have nine explosive plays, one team's going to have three, really what you probably would have been able to say is, hey, this group over here in Wisconsin – Stingy defense, but LSU's got a lot of weapons. They probably give it the nine explosive plays. And yeah, I know LSU's defense isn't great, but you know they turned around and maybe they faced a Wisconsin offense that we all talked about was missing so many weapons. And it just it didn't transpire like that. So maybe it's wishful thinking. Maybe it's these you know it's a new year turnover, a new leaf. I wrote a piece about how they wanted to, you know, have that chip on their shoulder. And I think both things can be true here. Why I love what I saw when they blitzed in this, you know, last two drives of the football game and really kind of, you know, in that third quarter as well. This defense has yet to put a full 60 minutes of tape uh, all year. So whether it is a coaching, whether it is a player, whether it's a personnel thing, you have to get these things fixed because look, the offense and, and Glenn and I talked about this, my counter my counterpart and, and uh coworker on the podcast, you know, a couple weeks ago or a couple days ago before Christmas, we sat there and said, if this group is going to, you know, turn around and make some changes, you're going to have to 
count on your defense at, at some point next year because this offense is going to regress because of just how historical it was this past season. You can't just expect to have a number one offense statistically in almost every single category and hope to have an average level defense. The offense is probably going to come back down to earth a little bit, and you're going to have to then turn and say to yourself, okay, we have to get this defense performing better. Now, is it too much to ask this group to be a top 15 defense next year? In my opinion, yes. But if they can get into the 50s, the 40s, and just start to get back to being a – playing in the, the plus differential as a defense, you know, giving up – or, or you know, t- creating more negative plays than they're giving up explosive plays, you have to feel good about that. So we'll see what happens. Changes need to be made for the sake of this program. You Like I said, I don't think you can just sit back and expect for next year – to be better and run it back with the same group, whether that's coaches or whether that is players. Time will tell. I think that we all expect these things to kind of come out now after the bowl game. You know, I think you're going to see potentially some more portal entries. I think you're going to potentially see some more uh, names, you know, floated around on a coaching staff. But altogether, this group has to be better. I think the offense is set up well for 2024. To be solid, this defense needs drastic changes. Once again, I want to give credit to what Wisconsin did. Uh, you know, Phil Longo, their OC, came over from North Carolina, the air raid style. They didn't have Braylon Allen, who I think is going to be a running back on Sundays. But, man, they were just putrid, absolutely putrid uh, against this Wisconsin offense. And so, you know, looking at some of these, you know, your yards after the catch or yards after contact, we can call it 143. Their average per completion for Wisconsin was 14 yards. Uh, <laughs> just kind of look at all this. It's just kind of crazy to see. You know, they're averaging nearly four yards a carry. Uh, the tackling was poor. I think it's, you know, going to be good for LSU to win this game, but then also get back into the lab, get back into the basics and fundamentals without a game next Saturday. I think that's what's going to help you the biggest is to say, okay, whether we are making a change of defensive coordinator, whether we're making changes at position coaches or not, we need to in turn now say we have to – dive into this we have to take the momentum away from you know another team and be able to make consistent stops on a football field so it's going to be very very interesting uh, to see what happens there get to a couple comments before we get out of here on new year's day hope you've had a fantastic day and uh, lsu with a big 35 31 win over wisconsin in the reliant quest bowl ken smith says lsu is known for a savage defense from start to finish need to clean out some of the defensive coaches uh elmo says absolutely jeremy if we'd had a decent defense we would be in the playoffs uh, elmo also says he just turned 72 this is the worst defense in his memory uh, Roger says, what? House not fired yet? And then Trey Guy says, uh, Matt House needs to go. Either the staff can't evaluate talent properly or they can't develop and coach the talent, can't tackle after an entire season. You know, Trey, once again, you know, with the relationships that we have with the coaches and doing interviews, I, I don't ever advocate for someone to lose their job. I do think that the the accountability factor, though, is something that you're on to in that comment. Uh, right there. So going to be very, very interesting to see how this thing rolls along in 2024. But as for today, LSU with a big win, 35-31 over Wisconsin. They did what they needed to do. They were able to find a way to win the football game. You just hope you're not playing with the same type of potentially electric offense and you know a defense that is leaves a lot to be desired out there on the football field uh, in 2024. But hey, it's a good reason for you to do a couple things. If you're watching this on Facebook, maybe someone shared it with you uh, or YouTube or over on Twitter, 
make sure to like this. Make sure to share it with your friends. Make sure to subscribe to whatever channel you're watching this on. Follow us on Facebook as well, because we're we'll be doing and talking a lot about these things, recruiting, uh, football, and that and much more. My name is Bryce Kuhn, staff writer over here at Go 24-7. We would love to have you alongside us all throughout the offseason, talking college football, talking the LSU Tigers, and more, your favorite team, and the one-stop shop for you to be uh, with your LSU coverage. Myself, Sunny Ship, and Glenn West providing all that coverage. You can get a great deal down today here in the, down the link down below at 60% off. That holiday sale still going on, so make sure you ring in that new year. Celebrate the first few days. Maybe you still haven't got the Christmas decorations down, and we would love to have you on board joining in some great conversation on our message board and more. A couple more comments we'll go you like we'll get to here. Hey, Trey says, Hey Bryce, like you on the crowded room, the crowded booth. Yes. Not gonna plug it because this is not the same thing. But Trey, I appreciate you, my friend. Appreciate you checking me out. Atkins says the defense is awful. And uh, Mark says, though neighbors is recognized LSU's new career receivings leader, Josh Reed still remains as LSU's leader in receiving yards with 3,336. And then Chris Finch asks, why did LSU not play more press coverage? I'm have more pressure in the beginning. I feel it would have been more successful than the soft zone. That has been the age-old question, Chris, and that's something that we saw all throughout the 2023 season that this LSU group uh, could not do. I think it's a Jimmy's and Joe's issue, Chris, uh, if you're asking me personally. But, hey, we'll catch you next time here on the LSU Go 24-7 live podcast. We appreciate you being a part of it, and we'll catch you next time talking college football and more. See you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your New Year's Day. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.